changing We make money so much harder than it needs to be. But how many times have you uninvited money in your everyday life rather than going, okay, this is what I do have coming in and what other ways could I add additional resources to my life? At 27, she's been earning six figures for the last few years and believes the endless comparisons between millennials and baby boomers is not doing either party any good. Rebecca Hulse, my next guest on Self Talk Radio Show, brought to you by... Pure Energy Apothecary, people and planet-friendly skincare. Find them at Bed Bath & Beyond or online at pureenergybody.com. Welcome to Self Talk Radio Show. I'm Sarah Spencer. My next guest, she is a go-getter, jet-setter, millennial, the author of three books, co-author of three books, and regularly speaks to a global audience on business. Please welcome Rebecca Hulse to Self Talk Radio Show. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Sarah. So tell me, you're 27 years old. You've been earning I six am. figures for the last few years. How did you get to that point <laughs> at such a young age? Uh, a lot of choices. A lot, a lot of making choices really is, is what it boils down to. It's, it's one of those things that if you're willing to, to go for what you're seeking, the money ends up being a side effect. And what were you seeking? When did you start all of this? Uh, pretty young, actually. I mean, my parents had always encouraged me to create the life that I wanted to have. And at the same time, were willing to sit me down and go, honey, remember your princess look at the jobs that you want to have and do they make the money that you're actually looking for or are you going to need to do something on the side? And it was always very clear to me that one income stream was never going to be enough. So from 18, 19 onwards, I have been developing and creating businesses and side income streams for myself as well as doing what I wanted to do as a career. So what were some of the side businesses? What was the first business that you ever did? Uh, well, the first business I ever did was starting really young. I was 11, and my brother and I made all of our neighbors in the cul-de-sac pay us to take their rubbish down to the end of the cul-de-sac. <laughs> um, it wasn't very profitable. We weren't getting a dollar a bag, which I thought we deserved. Um, we were getting right 50 cents or 25 cents for a bag, and so we, we quit really early on because there wasn't a lot of demand for our services. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you went from a dollar a bag bringing people's trash on the cul-de-sac to six figures. How did you make that jump between age 11 and where you are now at age 27? Well, I started using some incredible dynamic personal development tools called Access Consciousness, and it just fit in really well with everything that I was already being and doing. It kind of was more of creating more of yourself rather than, you know, trying on someone else's clothing that a lot of personal development is. And so one of the things that they were looking at was find out how much it costs you to live the life that you'd actually like to have right down to the dollar and the cent, you know, like how much does it cost you to travel the way that you'd like to? How many places would you like to visit? What do you want to do with your day-to-day -day life? What does it cost you to run your business? How many times would you like to go out for dinner? Where would you like to live? And so by writing all of this down and then you add 20% because, you know, things always cost more than what you think they're going to. And another 10% on top of that for something we call the honoring account, you get that amount and that's the amount of money that you want to be asking for to show up. And then from being willing to actually be clear on what your financial targets are, 
you start to see and ask for and choose different possibilities. One of the things that I, I did was I became a certified facilitator for access consciousness and started teaching these tools all over the world, especially in the area of business and, and wealth that had always been a part of my whole life. And using these tools in that area was just one of those dynamic things that skyrocketed for me. So tell me more. Tell me more about this access consciousness. I don't really understand what that is. Great question. I'm not sure I do either. Um, (laughs) The wonderful thing about access consciousness is that it's designed to bypass your logical mind. It's tools that are designed to get you out of thinking, which we love to do so much. And that is why it's always fun to explain because it's designed to bypass the the very thing you're trying to use to analyze it and figure it out. Interesting. Um, But, you know, it's a series of tools to get you more into asking questions and to stop looking for the answer so that more possibilities can show up. And, you know, we've all heard that everything is made up of energy. And so the tools of access consciousness are designed to bypass bypass so much of the the journey that so many different mediums go down and to get to the core of the energy there. And what you find is that different things start to show up. And for me, it's become easier. My life has more clarity to it. And I'm a very, very impatient person. I like things done last week. So for me, these access consciousness tools were great because they were so fast and they didn't require going on an intense emotional journey that so many of the other things that I had done had. It was very much based on having clarity and choosing what works for you and being very pragmatic. What was a question in the access consciousness that really was like, oh, this is a great question and really pointed you in the direction of more success? Well, there's quite a few, but a couple of my favorites, one of them is what's right about this I'm not getting. So whenever things are going on in the situation or scenario and you're like, oh, this is so frustrating or, you know, why isn't this turning out right? Instead, asking yourself what's right about this you're not getting can allow you to see a different side of the story and not get so stuck in that it's only one view or only one result. Um, Another question I find myself asking all the time is what possibilities are available that I have not yet instituted to help me move forward? Because I find that if I get stuck or if I'm overanalyzing something, then there's more to the picture than I'm seeing. So if I ask myself what possibilities are available that I'm not yet instituting, it provides me with more choices that I can then go and choose and allow myself to move forward. We're speaking with Rebecca Hulse, and she is a um, access consciousness coach. She's a creative producer for Joy of Business. And we're going to ask her a few more questions, including some of the classes she offers, like getting out of debt joyfully. I'd like to hear more about that. Definitely. (laughs) I think all of us would like to hear more about that when we come back on Self Talk Radio Show. Thinking of having your own podcast? Maybe you need a business website? Go to webhelpus.com and they can set you up with a website for as low as $399 for $24.95 a month. Very affordable. In fact, they're responsible for the website for Self Talk Radio Show. Visit webhelpus.com. Welcome back to Self Talk Radio Show. My guest, Rebecca Hulse. And Rebecca, one of the classes you offer is Getting Out of Debt Joyfully. Did you ever go into debt yourself and had to clamor out of it? 
Definitely. You know, I was one of those teenagers that got a credit card and didn't have much education on how to use it and ramped up quite a nice bill very quickly and then had to figure out what the hell to do with all of that. <laughs> um, so, you know, I've, I've been there and done that as so many of us have. And the wonderful tools of, of Joy of Business are truly sometimes an oxymoron. Like, you know, we've got titles in, in this conversation and the work I do called Joy of Business, getting out of debt joyfully. And it's one of those things that, you know, it does not compute in, in any language. Um, but this is where those access consciousness tools come in because our point of view is that nobody needs to have a money problem. And there truly are simple and pragmatic tools you can use to get yourself out of debt and not have to struggle with it. You know, we're so entrained to believe that you have to struggle in order for something to be worthwhile. You have to work hard in order to get a, a result out of it. And with access consciousness, we'd like to do away with that belief and have you start to look at what if things could be easy. You know, like the tagline of access consciousness is all of life comes to us with ease and joy and glory. The good stuff, the bad stuff, the ugly stuff in between. And so with getting out of debt joyfully, what we're doing is we're going to take quite a confrontational look at your finances that can be raw, it can re be vulnerable, and it can bring up a lot of stuff for people. And then at the same time, provide some tools so that you can get some lightness in this. Because whenever you're stuck in, you know, a dark, heavy area, you know, so many of us, so many of us judge ourselves for the debt that we've gone into, then we get stuck there. Whereas if you were starting to look at it from a different way, have a lighter perspective, be grateful for all the things that you spent your money on, and now look at how you'd like to move forward, then with that lightness, it becomes a lot easier to change it. And so many people find that additional revenue streams are able to show up and be created as, as a result of this work. I guess I'm curious about specific tools um, in your getting out of debt joyfully. What, what are some of them that people can actually put their hands on? Well, we actually did just mention one earlier before the break, that creation of your, living your life as you would like to have it. And that budget is one of the tools in there. But we actually have a bunch of pragmatic questions and, and workbook type um, methods that we will go through in this two and a half day class so that you've actually got some things written down on paper of where you would like to be at. Because for a lot of us, we're not truly actually motivated by money. We'd like to think that we are, but we're more motivated by the choices that we would like to make. And so in realizing the switch point in the way that we function, then you can start to look at money as one of the resources you have available rather than the final result. And this switch in perspective often allows the people that are severely in debt to be able to see that ah, money is actually just the gas and putting in the car instead of the car itself. So where am I going to get more fuel from? So then I can make the choices I would be able like to be able to make. How many and businesses, so, how many businesses have you headed up so far? Um, gosh, uh, one, two, three, at least five personally and have consulted and worked with, 10 to 15 more. Mm, wow. And which one was the fastest producer for you uh, financially? Um, great question. Probably my one of them would be my own consulting company for sure. 
Um, and access consciousness has always been a, a steady one for me over the past seven years. I've loved working with access consciousness. I've headed up a bunch of different departments and, and now I would, I would say seemingly settled in the role of um, regional coordinator for the Asia Pacific region. Um, but you know, that never stops me from, from starting new projects. My, my family and I, we actually recently turned a family property into a wedding and event venue and bed and breakfast. So that's the newest, fast, fastest growing one, but it oh. is still very, very near. That is neat. Yeah. And now you also talk about one of your classes is get your damn website up already. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of people that have those struggles. Is there a certain tool that you like to use for putting a website up? Um, are you talking technically or just more with the mental aspect of I, it? I think at this point, mental aspect, because there's yeah. so, much, so many technicals that you can choose from. What about Absolutely. mentally? What, what are your tips for having a successful website? Uh, done is better than perfect. Honestly, we judge ourselves so much online, but you know, really, if someone wants to stalk you, they're going to find everything anyway. So why not do the best you can just to get your voice out there in the world as you would like to present it and stop worrying if it doesn't match everything that you are? Because honestly, like I do this, I actually um, have a, a little side hobby where I write bios for people, especially for some of my friends that I know well. And they're always so worried about how can they express everything they are. But the reality is you're so much more than can be put down with paper. So instead of trying to express all that you are, instead ask, what can I say today that can be heard? And just write that and know that you're always going to be more than you can ever express. But you being able to offer that which can just be heard today is more of a gift that you realize. So if you're out there and you're thinking about starting a business or trying something new or speaking out about something, please use this message as an invitation to just start. It doesn't need to be perfect. None of us were perfect in the beginning anyway, and we certainly aren't today. But we're out here and we're saying what we know can be said. And if you could do that yourself as well, that would be one of the greatest gifts that you have available. Yeah, those are wise words, definitely. Um, you also, do you take a lot of flack for being a millennial? Uh, yes and no. I do just because I am, but I don't because I'm out there creating, excuse my French, a shit ton. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you are. And so, you know, you can have success no matter your age. Yeah, I actually just had an article that came out yesterday in, um, gosh, I just forgot what it was called. But it was about stop comparing and just get on with your lives. Like, I think the comparison game is one of the the easiest ways for millennials to slip down into a destructive path is when we're comparing ourselves in our situation with previous generations rather than going, what do I have today that no one else has? And what, what actually do I want to do here? Um, you know, as we record this interview, it's the end of January in 2020. And I've been on the road since the first. I've been in Mumbai, India, Seoul, South Korea, um, a little town in northern Italy, Hamburg, Germany, Rome, Italy. And I'm in New York right now and heading to Sao Paulo next week. And, you know, that's, my life that this is what I do and you know I I 
to me, I've created my life to such a level that if someone wants to judge me or give me flack for being a millennial, it obviously does. It just doesn't matter because I'm doing everything that I desire to do. And if I'm not, I'm working on finding a plan to figure out when I can fit it in. Yeah, I know. I was reading that you completed your bucket list by what, age 20? Yes, my first one. <laughs> your first, I was going to say, you're 27. I had to create a new one pretty quick. <laughs> you better make a deeper bucket, honey. That's all I can say, yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I did. Like, I thought that it would take me until 30 to find the love of my life and travel the world dancing and own a business as well that was successful. And I had this epiphany moment sitting on a cruise ship. I was going to perform a, a show that night sitting next to my boyfriend and I was working on my coaching business going, oh, wow, like I have done, this has taken me 10 years less than I thought it was going to. What am I going to do now? And I'm glad I asked that question because the universe definitely had a lot more in store for me than that. Absolutely. So you have a lot of faith in, you know, in, in, in belief, and, and it sounds like you have po such a positive attitude. You can hear it over the the airwaves here. What are some things that you could suggest to other millennials that they might be feeling that they just can't possibly get to the level of achievement that you're at? Well, first, first things first, I may sound very positive, but that doesn't mean I don't have bad days like everyone else. I would love us to get over the stigma of that people that are going out there and doing great things don't also have days where their thoughts are terrifying. Um, you know, the main thing is actually just not to make them so important. Like if I notice myself going down into what I would call like a downward spiral, I will stick with myself and be entertained by it rather and treat it with lightness instead of treating it as part of reality. Because I know that I can change anything. I know that I can truly make anything happen. It's my choices and my point of view that are creating how my life shows up. And at the same time, some days you just want to be down in the dumps and moan and groan that everything is horrible. And so if I notice that happening with myself, I'll go, oh, yes, Rebecca, let's be a bigger drama queen. This is the worst thing that could possibly happen. Like the whole world is dying tomorrow. And then by the time I have enjoyed my my little sulk and I've made it worse than what it actually is, then I get over myself quicker because I'm done with it. I don't want to stay down there. It's annoying. <laughs> so I, I use my own thoughts against myself to create greater. I make everything seem worse than it is. And then I get tired of it. You know, like we all get over ourselves eventually when we've had too much. And so I will use this as an antagonism against myself to pull me out of a downward spiral. And one of your lines is, um, impossible is possible. Yes. Has there ever been a moment where something really truly is impossible? <laughs> you just can't go past it? Uh, not that I found so far. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is fantastic. Now, you, your home is Christchurch in New Zealand, right? That's correct. Did you go through the earthquake? I was. I was. Well, I was there for the first one and, and not for the second. Hmm. Now, how, how did that affect you? Our, our home, we have a family home there in Christchurch, and it is luckily like a fortress. Um, it survived very well. And I, I am one of the fortunate people that did not lose anyone that I know closely. Um, however, my, my home city, you know, there's blank spaces where there were memories and there are new spaces where you can't remember what was there. 
So it is one of those things that is very bizarre, bizarre to see and bizarre to try and recall something that you have no reference point for anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is one of the things that I have seen in Christchurch that has recently been re-evoked with the with the shootings that happened in Christchurch was that the community spirit and the way that people will come together has never been stronger. And for me to see what could it used to be considered quite a clicky, um, sometimes judgmental town to now see that city turn into something that has a strength of community that will be there no matter what, that's priceless. Mm. Yeah, that is uh, two major challenges that have happened in Christchurch, and it's interesting yes. to see, you know, the disruption that that happened there. And sometimes we learn the most from adversity. And you also do talk about disruption. I mean, going on the financial slant of things, disrupting financial stigmas to benefit many. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I'm a big believer in that you never have to be what you were supposed to be. You know, you don't, like if we actually gave up all of our definitions of who, what, when, where, and how we were supposed to be in terms of role, in terms of income level, in terms of job, in terms of effort input into our lives and our career, then to me, if we're willing to get rid of all those definitions and you would have no guiding sense for who you are, you would then only have choices available. And for me, we make money so much harder than it needs to be. Now, that can come across as a little controversial. I, I get that. But how many times have you uninvited money in your everyday life? Whereas, you know, not receiving someone being willing to buy you a coffee or saying, no, I could never afford that instead of, huh, I wonder what it would take for me to be able to have that or deciding that this is all the the income that you can have in this month, rather than going, okay, this is what I do have coming in, and what other ways could I add additional resources to my life? We do this so often, Mm -hmm. and it's so, so dangerous for our financial reality, because whatever we decide is what makes happen. So you're looking at disrupting the way that you, you have a limiting thought of, you know, well, I can't possibly afford that car, truck, dress, whatever. Absolutely. And instead turning it around and saying, how can I afford that, you know, and and making a plan. Exactly. And and this applies the same for business. If you decided that your only revenue streams are from this and this, then you'll never be able to see the bigger picture for extrapolation. And this is one of my favorite areas. Like this is this is what gets my blood going is so when you have a business and you're looking at only the limited resources you have, instead, like this is where the question of what I asked earlier, what possibilities are available that we've not yet instituted can allow you to open up to a different perspective. You have this product, could you partner with someone that has as a sister product to this. You have this resource. Could you also add a service that goes on with this? You have these people. Could you also work on some kind of consultation package that can bring out further you know, community outreach with this? So there's always more available, but if we're not willing to ask for it and we're not willing to let go of our definitions and open up to a different perspective, we're never going to be able to have that as a reality. Rebecca Hulse is my guest on Self Talk Radio Show. We have a final wrap-up question for her, and she's going to tell us how you can create wealth beyond your current career when we come back on Self Talk Radio Show. 
Need to stop bad habits, start positive change, and sleep like a baby? Check out meditations free at sleepmeditation.org. Welcome back to Self Talk Radio Show. I'm Sarah Spencer. My guest is Rebecca Hulse. And we're going to wrap things up with you, how you can create wealth beyond your current career. Do you have some ideas on that? I do. And actually, a lot of these have come from from my mom, who is also in the similar line of business to me. But she loves talking about creating side hustles and finding additional resources for you to create with. And so for me, my challenge for you guys would be write down the list of all the things that you'd love to do and you're good at. And then from there... Go through all of those things and ask, what would it take to turn this into a revenue stream? And now the key thing is when you're asking these questions is you're not looking for an answer. You're only asking this to ponder possibilities. And then as those possibilities come up, you can then go, okay, cool. Would this be fun for me to choose? What would that create? What would that look like? And then from there, some of these you'll start to feel more of, for lack of a better word, an energy on, or you might get more excited by And then it's up to you to actually start to choose them because nothing happens without your choice, without you being willing to take action. So if you look at this list of possibilities that you have of all the things that you'd like to do that you're good at and that you could turn into businesses, you'll find that when you're turning them into revenue streams for yourself, it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like more joy. And truly, that is the secret of joy of business and all of these tools that we've been talking about today is that money follows joy and joy does not follow money. Wise words, Rebecca. Thank you. Where do we learn more about you? You can go to RebeccaHulse.com. Okay, and we'll definitely put a link to that on SelfTalkRadioShow.com. Rebecca Hulse has been my guest. Thanks so much for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you. I'm Sarah Spencer for Self Talk Radio Show. If you're a fan of Self Talk Radio Show, head out to our Facebook page, take a picture of yourself listening to the show, and you could win yourself a $25 gift card courtesy of Pure Energy Apothecary or one of our guests or sponsors. Thank you so much for listening to Self Talk Radio Show, Mind Changing Radio, where you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course at selftalkradioshow.com.